decentralizing the food system was the largest social experiment that we don't talk about how much it's failed. So I constantly think about, it's not our job, even from Ketikai's perspective, it's not our job to go into a community and say, this is what you should do. But it's our job to come in and say, this is the knowledge that we have around creating what we create and why we do what we do. What does that look like for you? Welcome to SheEO.World podcast, where you'll meet women and non-binary folks who are transforming the world to be more equitable and sustainable. I'm your host, Vicki Saunders. Good morning, Lisa. How are you? Very good. Good. How are yourself? Very well. Thank you. Who are you? Why are we having this conversation? Tell me all the things. Who am I? I am, well, first and foremost, I'm a mother of three beautiful children. Um, I'm a single mom and I'm also the founder and CEO of Ketikai, which um, our co-papa is that we want to um, sort of contribute to helping end um, hunger in Aotearoa by 2030 for New Zealand. Phenomenal. And why you? Tell me about why. Well, I think because I want to um, and because I'm a doer, um, I don't think I'm the only one that's trying to solve this issue. So I don't want to sit here. I'm definitely not the hero. But I think that what's super interesting about the way that I view the world or and my team is that we think that customers and communities can have the power to make this change. And so I guess the thing that I bring to the table is having the knowledge and know-how in that consumer space and that um, sort of food space. Um, that makes us a little bit more unique, I guess. So tell us a bit about the model. How does it work? Yeah, so currently the way that we're working is that we are, I guess, a social enterprise. So what we think about is we think about if we have a commercial product that is doing really well, then that can then help um, fund a model that empowers communities to do things. So when I, I know that sounds a little bit vague, but we actually, all the research that we did around, um, you know, how do we feed people? How do we make healthy food affordable for everyone? And then how do we look at systems, like entire food systems? It's not just pulling the price down and making something cheap. It was thinking about um, how do we reduce household waste? How will we fair to farmers? How do we empower people that are already in the system? So we landed on meal kits um, currently, and that's our current model. So we have an affordable meal kit. And then we all our learnings that we get from that meal kit, we are also um, been working alongside communities to see whether they can curate their own meal kit, um, you know, creating their own sort of um, economic little sort of um, model as well. Um, meal kits are also important because it means that people can learn as they're doing. So they can learn how to cook because being hungry is not just because you can't afford the food. Sometimes it's a knowledge gap um, and access. So that's us. That's really powerful. And uh, this is such a unique model. I mean, I, I'm obsessed with like new business models and new ways of doing things. And what I particularly uh, find fascinating here is the ability to regionalize or localize this. And so have suppliers from local communities prioritizing what matters locally. This is, this is the way that things used to be, right? Before we messed it all up by scaling everything to hundred percent. Oh, I, I constantly think about how we just, that um, centralizing the food system was the largest um, social experiment that we don't talk about how much it's failed. Yeah. So I constantly think about, it's not our job, even from Ketikai's perspective, it's not our job to go into a community and say, this is what you should do. But it's our job to come in and say, this is the knowledge that we have around creating what we create and why we do what we do. What does that look like for you? And that is um, an Indigenous worldview, um, which I'm learning and I think is just really, really cool because, you know, it's about 
giving them the tools to do what they need to do. And the, the benefits like you just touched on is that they can reach out to local farmers, um, they can create jobs, that they can do their own marketing or, you know, coordination. It's, yeah, it's what I'd love to see. Well, and it's also, you know, I find that because we've centralized everything and because, uh, you know, we, as a consumer, I hate that word, mm. as a person who has money, who wants to go buy stuff to survive, yeah. Uh, I go out locally, I want to support what is around me. And right. it's so challenging, right? Because you go into a grocery store um, and it's, I mean, again, there's lots of food deserts. So there's lots of people that don't have great grocery stores near them. And how do you find that local piece? Uh, and as everything's been scaling up, we have been removing more and more of that. So I wonder, what are some of the challenges that you've faced so far getting this underway? I mean, it's not a small problem to take on. So thank you. Um, the biggest problem has been funding um, and people getting the vision and understanding it because I'm a non-tech founder and wanting to build technology because I believe that the key to unraveling this is actually technology or some sort of transport transparent platform that allows people to trade easily because I think this issue that we've got and we talk about buying locally and stuff and when we think about people's lives these days we have to move with the times like I don't have time to go and shop around 30 different local stores I need a solution that fits my lifestyle so meal kits make sense but the, the, for me to be able to create a meal kit out of local supplies is quite difficult so I need some technology to lift that so that's been the biggest problem is people understanding the vision and what we're trying to do um, understanding that um, a corporate, uh, sorry, a commercial version of what we're doing can coexist next to a community version. And the other thing that's been super interesting, and it's definitely shifted a lot in the last couple of years, is that we're willing to work with anybody. So anybody that shares our vision or likes what we're doing, we don't see anyone as competition. We work with universities, we're working with um, lots of different suppliers. We've approached a lot of big, we've even approached supermarkets, but they just get a little bit nervous of being in this space. Because for us, the more people that are working on this problem or that can collaborate, like we can move the needle a lot quicker. So those are the biggest challenges. Yeah, well, and imagine that we can move markets, we can make things cheaper by buying local without, I mean, and finally count in the environmental cost. But this, I'm so excited. I can't wait to be part of this. I'm so glad that Activators selected you and I have a bunch of people, I'm a super connector. So I have a bunch of people I'm writing down as we're talking that I'd love to connect you with because this reimagining uh, our systems mm. like there is enough for everyone it's just poorly distributed yep. right so finding these 100%. new distribution process innovations like you have are great um how's it been it's been a couple of days literally a couple of days that you've been in the community uh, yeah. anyone reaching out and saying anything to you yeah absolutely it's been a little bit of a whirlwind obviously working pretty closely with NSPR and and that sort of thing and um, we had the retreat over the weekend which was really cool meeting the other activators who are all just really phenomenal like it's just I mean that's the thing that I've loved about Shio from the beginning though it's like as soon as you open the door it was like this warmth um that I've sort of experienced and I definitely that's what I was looking for when I first sort of started to really take this business on as the CEO I really wanted that community around me because I knew that what we're doing is really ambitious and it's scary and people don't get it and I'm scrapping it together well I'm not alone scrapping it together I've got a team so um, yeah, it's just that continuous sort of warmth from CEO has just been epic. And is there, so we're gonna get this out into the world shortly and is there an ask that you have or any way that people that are listening can support you? Yeah, I think absolutely. I mean, at the moment we're doing a pay it forward campaign for Christmas. So um, we started off with 
saying that we'd really love to feed 250 families and um, give them a Christmas meal because one of the things that we were learning and when we we're out in the community was that families were literally making the decision on whether to buy presents or food for Christmas Day. So we want to remove that. Um, so anyone that can jump on our website and pay it forward for a family, that would just, yeah, make the world to us. So. Excellent. Well, I'm in Canada and I'm going to go do that right after this. So thank you for the ask. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and thank you so much for all that you're doing. It's incredibly important work and we're here with our sleeves rolled up ready to help you. So thank you for you. Thank you for listening to the CEO.world podcast. Like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends. We invite you to join a global community of radically generous women and non-binary folks at CEO.world.